That's what it says. <laughs> when he sets the trap, and then, but like Eric finds the letter instead of. Oh yeah yeah yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Hello and welcome to For Heaven's Sake, a Seventh Heaven podcast. I'm your co-host, Lady J. And your other co-host, T. <laughs> and we are going to be talking about episode three of season two today. The episode is titled, I Love You. I love you, I love you. Okay. In case we had any chance of forgetting, it's only said about a hundred times in this episode. <laughs> the Amazon Prime synopsis is, when Matt catches the younger kids snooping, he sets a trap but he catches dad instead. <laughs> That's, mm. <coughs> Excuse me. It doesn't sound right. Well, I mean, it, it's setting it up. Whatever, it's fine. Like I, I didn't bother me at all. Actually. I just figured like, I, I was curious to know like, Oh, like what does that mean? What trap did he set? Yeah. Like, you know, what does that mean that he caught dad instead? You know, but it's actually pretty straightforward. Well, it's not, it's not straightforward in the synopsis because they don't even explain the kind of snooping that the kids are doing. Yeah. But once it's w- once we get into it in the show, it's like pretty straightforward, kind of mm-hmm. like a comedy of errors type of thing. Yeah. Something that would happen on like Modern Family today. You know what I mean? Um, I like that show. Anyway. I like that show too. Um, I'm looking at the levels and I'm worrying that you are not. Yeah. So like really eat that mic. Um, (laughs) Shove it down your throat. No kidding. Um, Yeah. So this episode, I mean, it's funny that, that the synopsis focuses on Matt when arguably like his is the B story. Yeah. Of the show or I mean of the episode. Okay. Right? I mean, because the main stuff is like the Lori, I love you stuff, right? Well, I guess... Or if you... Sorry, go ahead. Or do you think it's just like it's showing you the different levels of I love you or the different kinds of relationships? I don't know. No, totally. I mean, the the kinds of love that are represented and focused on in this episode for sure are like romantic love, platonic love, Mm -hmm. and like familial love, you know, Mm -hmm. like for a parent with this child or between siblings or whatever mm-hmm. um that, and and the show like there there is zero pretense in this episode like yeah. it's all out there there's no um subtext like you know yeah. it's like it's all just very explicit like this is what's happening in this episode you know um so I think we should just kind of do what we do, which is talk storyline by storyline. So um, where do you want to start? I'll put the ball in your court this time. I just can't get over. Um, what was her name? That new character. Well, was her name? Lucy's friend, Lori. Okay. So yeah. Not, okay. Lori. I just can't get over her speech or the, just the way she speaks mm. and her voice. I I. <laughs> over the top of way too sweet and easily and, and timid yes. too i mean it's i think the timidity is kind of what it's about with her she kind of talks like this oh thank you oh and i don't want to be a bother <laughs> but but there's like i mean i understand like i i understand the point that they're trying to i i get that but mm. it's uh, you know what i'm saying it's just always i do know what you're saying it's just over the top 
that's that's how I feel about it. That's fair. I actually didn't mind it so much. Oh, okay. Like, well, I should say, like, I took it at face value. You know what I mean? I was mm-hmm. like, okay, so this is who this person is. Yeah. She's just a very, like, timid and shy. And maybe, like, the subtext of that, I guess, maybe is, like, low self-esteem, you well, know? yeah, completely, because she always felt like she had to explain herself. Or, yeah. Um, like, walking on eggshells, yeah, kind of. Yeah, apologizing. She always feels like she's putting someone in like as like if, out of their way yeah, kind of thing every yeah time, oh i'm so sorry that i had to do this or i'm so sorry and i get it but i i, I no, it. i know and it's i mean what it comes down to is this folks like this is a girl who lives in a pretty hostile environment at home like mm-hmm. um you know her dad's not in the picture so it's her mom and her and um her mom's mom her grandma and we meet the grandma and She's a nightmare. Yeah. She's like, she's, she's like very abrasive and rude and like negative and like flat out mean, you know, and like just doesn't have a kind word to say about anything. So like, that's the environment that Lori and her mom are living in with this like abusive woman. Yeah. Um, And she doesn't quit. Yeah. If she's going to say, if she were like, okay, if this woman was my mother and I'm looking at you while I open the door, she would be calling me stupid while looking at me. And then she would also be looking at you saying, isn't my daughter stupid? Mm-hmm. Like she doesn't let it go. Yeah. I mean, cause so we meet her because, um, um, Lori is going to sleep over at the Camden's and like she, this is, this is where like now we're just stretching, you know, the suspension of disbelief because Lucy's like, well, she needs like her pajamas and stuff. If you're sleeping over at someone's house, you don't like go home to get your stuff to then come back and sleep over. Like yeah. the person at the, the person whose house you're sleeping over gives you a set of PJs and like mm-hmm. gives you a toothbrush, toothbrush to brush your teeth or whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's just how it's done. But anyway. But wait a minute. What? Lucy asks her dad to do that. Yeah. She says like, you know she needs her stuff so eric's like okay i'll go and get them from her for her or from her house and and if anything annie liked that for this particular reason she 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 does ask eric to look into it yeah so should i play that clip yeah okay let's listen to that clip um can Lori please sleep over fine Oh, well, someone has to go over and get her PJs and stuff. Okay, well, I'll go as soon as we eat dinner. Thanks, I'll tell Lori. I forgot the kid was even here. I... Yeah, honey, um, not that we don't have enough on our minds already, but when you go over to get Lori's things, could you nose around a little and see if everything seems okay? What kind of okay? Well, Lori's mother seemed more than a little out of sorts today at the market. She seemed really hateful. Hateful like abuse? You suspect she's being abused? Well, I don't know if Lori's being physically abused, but what I heard today was definite verbal abuse. Her mom called her stupid. I hate when a parent calls their child stupid. It is so hurtful and demeaning. Yeah, I agree, but maybe Lori's mom was just having an exceptionally bad day and slipped. Maybe, but I have a feeling this was not just a bad day. I have a feeling this was a typical day for Lori and her mom. Okay, well, I'll see what I can do, although I'm obviously not much of a detective since I didn't even know my own son got married! Okay, that that clip went a little too far, but we'll we'll get to that. (laughs) We'll get to that part of it. 
But yeah, so I mean, yeah, you're right. Annie kind of jumps on the opportunity to be like, nose around, do your Eric thing that you do, yeah. <laughs> you know? Um, yeah, and so when he does, that's when we meet the grandma. Mm-hmm. And well, uh, Lori's mom answers the door yeah. and is like, you know, I'm 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 afraid that maybe your wife got the wrong impression of me at the market today, whatever, kind of very apologetic. And then that's when the grandma comes into the picture and is immediately like really like rude to Eric, like and rude to her daughter, yeah. you know, like like what are you doing? For all we know, this guy's like like a murderer or whatever, like like you're just gonna let your daughter go and gallivant around and like we don't know who they are and mm-hmm. whatever and she's just really like abrasive. And did yeah. you notice like they put this accent on her that's like really like like New York like, I guess, yeah. to make her sound even more like dark and harsh or whatever. <laughs> I think she's like like that's how it comes off yeah yeah this 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 voice i know that's not your voice isn't she stupid like literally (laughs) that's how deep it yeah like she sounds like like she smokes like two packs a day Mm -hmm. (laughs) like horribly like rough stuff um but so yeah so that's the environment that Lori's living in and has grown up in you know and so it's not surprising that she's a very like timid girl Mm -hmm. and feels like oh like everything that she does or says or whatever could be a nuisance or a burden on the family my my i i (laughs) i think i'm just coming at it from a really negative place i think that's what it is i I mean i i hear what you're saying and it all makes sense but i think there's a part of me that is just getting annoyed of the over the top stuff (laughs) and and for and maybe it's not but me it's just that's me right now I get it. I do get it. I, I just can't help it. I don't know. I know. I'm looking forward to there being an episode or like a season maybe, you know, dare we dream, um, of just like the way that we've come to expect television to be today, you know, like subtle and like nuanced and yeah. acting with the eyes, you know, like <laughs> less so with eyes. the words, you know. Um, or even just the, like you hear them huffing and puffing. Like, or like that <laughs> all the time. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I know. <laughs> so I mean, whatever. <laughs> it just makes me love the show more, guys. I know. <laughs> it's these layers, you know. Um, <laughs> but yeah. So I mean, kind of, sort of, like what what we come to find out in this in the course of events is that you know Lori has never heard anyone tell her that they love her Mm -hmm. like she's never been told i love you by anyone like least of all her mom and grandma you know yeah it's awful i had this visceral reaction to that like in my notes i said something like fuck these awful people um because it was really like it really affected me knowing that like that was her truth or whatever like it was really hard yeah i remember my eyebrows did like like shot up going i'm like because it's crazy mm-hmm. like imagine like you know okay so just to make this about me um like like m- my family and i don't go around saying we love you like i love you every mm-hmm. two seconds like the camden's doing this episode like not every sentence ends with i love you you know yeah. um but i've never once like 
questioned it and i've yeah. never i've never felt like oh i don't know what love is from like from my, from my family yeah. you know what i mean and i'm constantly like texting like my cousins or even like my very best friends like you included like mm-hmm. i'm constantly texting you guys randomly like i love you bye yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. like it's just it's so much a part of my everyday vernacular you mm-hmm. know like i can't imagine this poor girl like having never heard those words like it's awful because um, I'm sure there's stories like this oh yeah no I mean for better or for worse like as as over the top as these storylines are they're still based in something you yeah. know like they're based in some truth even if it's not executed a well. universal truth or like <laughs> or something yeah that's executed well for that matter but um, yeah so it's really rough so you know he, here she is surrounded by all these Camdens who are all I love you all the time, mm-hmm. and, and and not only that though that they're just all they use kind words. There's no tone. It's it's a, yeah. It's very it's, like respectful, yeah, you know. Like like it's clear that these people want to be around each mm-hmm. other. That that there's harmony in the house, yeah. you know. Um, and and so it's she expresses that sort of. Um, like that dichotomy or whatever for herself Um, when Eric drops her off at home the next day Mm -hmm. um, you know she tells him the fact that like she's never been told I love you by her mom or her grandma or whatever Um, whereas the Camdens are always saying it to each other you know Mm -hmm. and like how nice that was and stuff and and then and then it gets really cheesy because she's like should I tell my mom that I love her or whatever and yeah and Eric's like yeah I think you really should but like don't expect her to say it back right away because like it might be really hard for her to say that (laughs) which is true but it's just really weird like how that all comes to pass you know um but of course like a total creeper when she goes home when like so he he drops her off she walks up to the house right and and her mom comes out and like thanks him and stuff and like out there in like on the porch okay she's like mom i love you yeah and eric's like watch like standing there watching the whole time crying like a total creepoid that it's entire hilarious yeah. I, I, it would have then have to watch it yeah why didn't there. she just why didn't he just like look back see that she was about to say it and like get in his car and leave like knowing like i did good i did that you know yeah instead he has to like st- like like almost like as if the audience couldn't be there if eric wasn't there like come on you know yeah and so of course she says it and then her mom was like taken aback and like takes a minute but like responds with i love you too <laughs> like mm-hmm. so not at all what eric predicted and, and so a, that was useless yeah in typical seventh heaven way where everything ends with a pretty bow yeah except each episode. and correct me if i'm wrong but they don't show the grandma after that like we yeah. don't see what happens well, when she, they go inside she's cycle she's the one that oh god <laughs> what i d- like when you have something that toxic in your home when you have something that toxic in your home, and yeah. like you, I mean, obviously I don't understand what's going on in the family, whatever the situation is, but like when you know that your mother is this toxic and you're repeating the same cycle with your own daughter, wouldn't you think, okay, I got to get this woman out of here or at least just break the cycle or break the cycle yeah like not tolerate it or whatever not tolerate yeah but the thing is like you don't have to tolerate it you might have to you you would have to change it with your daughter 
However, you can't change that person. If they're going to be toxic, they might just stay that way. Sure, sure. I mean, you're right. You know, and like, and so that person is stuck in the middle, meaning the, the mom. Mm-hmm. She'll be stuck in the middle. Like, what I mean is in the middle, not, I'm not saying trying to please her, but like, sh- she'll be torn too. Because it's, it'll be like taking a step forward and then taking a step back. A step forward, a step back. It's just, you know what I mean? Until you but break that's the, the thing, pattern. Though. See, the thing is, is like, so Lori's mom, I feel like, might recognize the fact that she doesn't, um, like she's learned the bad habits from her mom yeah. and stuff. Like because because there's moments of awareness when she like answers the door and she's like, "I'm afraid your wife got the wrong impression of me" or whatever. Yeah. So clearly, like she understands like this the way that right. she behaved in the supermarket, the way that things that she said like are not good, the way that her mom behaves is not good, mm-hmm. right? But she's so stuck like she's stuck like she's never said the words i love you to her daughter you know what i mean so it's almost like it's like and and it's a hard thing to break right it's conditioning Mm -hmm. it's like abuse really you know and it's hard to like break free of that it 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 was so nuts though because like whenever i was watching that entire thing i was having like this psychology conversation in my mind Uh and like pattern of behavior and like (laughs) what you take on from your parents and is it is it your actual patterns or is it their patterns and then you've taken they get imprinted on you yeah you know what i mean so i was i was totally having that conversation in my mind while i was watching the show Mm -hmm. and i mean this captures it in the most simple way this entire cycle like right captured it in in a very basic way for you to like straightforward yeah yeah. for you to grasp and be like it's that easy Mm -hmm. it's that easy Mm mm-hmm yeah and of course the show sort of does it makes it so that it ends like maybe you can break the cycle you know kind of thing but we know that in life sometimes these cycles don't get broken and they perpetuate for generations and Mm -hmm. you know rough stuff man i don't know yeah i don't want to get bleak well you don't have to get bleak i mean in the end it's a I think life re- is life right <laughs> or that or you can just say like no matter what in the end you do have a choice hopefully you realize it right it. right you have a choice God, to you're make so it wise <laughs> not really but it's all <laughs> you're so wisdomous <laughs> <laughs> only tonight um, but yeah I, I that it's heartbreaking and i'm sure relationships like this exist every day and mm-hmm. we probably like come across it every day we just don't pay attention mm-hmm. so yeah yeah it's just you know sometimes the way seventh heaven represents everything (laughs) i know but you know what's funny it's like i can't okay so i can't really say that i um related to the Lori storyline you know this episode because in in so far as that like i certainly don't have this type of relationship with my parents Mm -hmm. you know whatever like my parents are very loving but um but they're not um blameless or I, that's maybe not the right but they're not like completely flawless you know of what i mean not. like like they've they've for sure made their mistakes in like general parenting or like raising of yeah. me and my siblings and stuff but all that is like me in hindsight with a little bit of distance and age being able to like look back and go like okay maybe they shouldn't have done that <laughs> you yeah. know what i mean um well, i mean it's i don't i've heard this saying a few times 
where they usually say like when it comes to parents, the grandparents are the better parents. Usually. <laughs> because I, I I mean it's not it's like um it doesn't That's work for, for every family, obviously. But what the whole point is it's like the parents are raising them. But the grandparents are doing nothing but just loving them. Mm. You know, they're playing with them. They're not, they don't have to discipline them. You get what I'm right. saying? Like the parents do that and the grandparents have already been through it. So at that point they're like, I'm just going to spoil this kid rotten and love him. But see, but then that's not parenting though. So to say that like they're better parents. I know, but like what I'm saying. I think, I, th- I think it's just like a misnomer, but I totally get what you're saying. Yeah, like it's just. I don't know. Ex- yeah, I guess. Yeah. No, I, I I hear you, though. And you're right, because 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 with that distance mm-hmm. and with that perspective, like it's 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 much easier to like look back and yeah. like and say, like, I could have done that differently than to be in the moment and like mm-hmm. know what to do. You yeah. know what I mean? Um, so like so, for example, things like when Lori's mom like shouts at her in the, in the supermarket, I'm sure the the second later she's like already thinking that was a mistake you know what i mean but it happened and she did it and she like lost it and she called her daughter stupid loudly and everybody heard and whatever you know mm-hmm. um so you know yeah maybe maybe that happens and then grandma like not her grandma but like definitely not in this and not not in this story but like you know like say that happens to to me or whatever and then my grandma's in the back like don't do that don't say that you know she's yeah. not stupid or whatever yeah of course then you're like thanks grandma you're the best you know but it's easy because she wasn't the one in that moment feeling mm-hmm. those feelings and feeling that heat you know yep. so yeah i get that that's an interesting i've never heard that saying though about like the grandparents or the better grandparents i I, i've heard it a couple times and i'm just like what are you guys talking about Mm. and i was like okay well now it kind of makes sense sure because it's like it's like it's like a colloquialism kind of like imagine you you have your own daughter or son and like you know they're looking after their kids and be like i've been there done that yeah you come here let me (laughs) yeah (laughs) have a chocolate (laughs) yeah i mean i think that's how they would look at i don't know i mean whatever yeah i hear you um i think that's i mean we did Lori. that's yeah. it that's, that's and, Lori. And lucy found a new best friend everybody that's yeah and i really and you know what i really like her i'm i i remember while watching it i was thinking like this is what this is the type of girlfriend lucy needs you know mm-hmm. like lucy needs a friend who um but you know because she was asking her about like jimmy moon and all that stuff and and I think, too, um, Lori helps Lucy get out of her head a little bit. Because, yeah. like, Lucy has this uncanny ability to make everything about herself yep. and to be very dramatic and stuff. And so, like, I think Lori helps, like, temper that a little bit. Yep. So I'm I'm excited to see that maybe dynamic continue. I hope. I didn't even look to see I, if she's going to be in more episodes. It'll be a surprise for both of us because okay. I don't know. I mean, right. like, I'll probably IMDb it tomorrow or something, but <laughs> but as of right now, I don't know. Okay. Because um, I think it'll be fun. I think it's great, you know? Yeah. I agree. And maybe explore her more, like Lori more. I, probably not, but, you know, who knows? See what happens. Maybe she'll see. get a boyfriend and, like, that'll be fun, you know? Like, I don't know, whatever. I'm making things up now. How upset were you whenever she's like, Oh, you dated Jimmy Moon? Like, yeah. how upset His freaking uh, reputation precedes him. Yeah. Fucking Jimmy Moon. 
I actually wrote that in my notes too. J- JM is notorious. I had you in my mind. I was uh, when I heard that I was like, oh, I can't. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Are we gonna see him again? Yeah, there's a couple more episodes that for sure, if not more. Yeah, I think there's like maybe four more episodes with Jimmy. Not Jimmy. I know we're not done yet. <laughs> we're almost there though we're almost there <laughs> almost done with Jimmy Woo. but he but he makes an appearance like late in the game like he, I think he's in like a 2003 episode or something what so so he might go away for a while but then he'll be back yeah so that'll be interesting that'll be interesting to see how his acting is in 2003 <laughs> probably the same aka imagine bad imagine if he improved imagine, imagine he'll no, he'll improve he I reckon as much as Lucy's acting will improve. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like I don't know. I hope a lot. Like, I don't know. Um, mm. No, I mean, actually, I take that back, though, because Beverly Mitchell's not a bad actress. She's just, it's her character. Lucy is a nightmare. Yeah. And she plays that really well. So there you go. That's true. <laughs> That's true. She does play her really well. Like, I Lucy's just horrible. Like, just speaking, like, Lucy's just, like, really annoying. Uh, anyway whatever um okay so let's talk about matt and how he's connected to simon and ruthie and stuff so um so the uh, the episode actually opens right with like matt's writing a letter at like the at their little writing desk in the hall Mm -hmm. or whatever and um and we can see that simon and ruthie are like spying on him kind of you know they're like peeking around corners and like giggling and stuff and um and so matt spots them as the synopsis told us he sees them snooping so he gets this like twinkle in his eye and you could see like he plans like he writes this letter or he writes another like a dummy letter as i'm gonna refer to it (laughs) you know um that that has all this stuff in it i mean we don't see what he's writing but we see him writing this Mm -hmm. dummy letter and then um and like leaving it purposefully like out on the desk you know unsealed and un you know unclosed or whatever unclosed yeah great english jack um (laughs) open (laughs) um so so before simon i mean before ruthie can convince simon to go snoop on this letter that she is so convinced is like going to be really juicy and important for them to snoop on before all that can happen. Eric gets his hands on this letter and runs to Annie and, or no, he reads it. We, we see him reading it. Right. And we find out that Matt has written things like my wife, like to Mrs. Matt Camden, all this stuff about like, I love you. I can't wait to share with the world that we're married. Blah I blah blah. Yell from the rooftops, yeah, and then and then the he signs stuff. it like your husband Matt or mm-hmm. whatever, you know. And it's it's a completely like we we the audience obviously know this is all bullshit because yeah. we know the we know what's going on. But Eric has no context for this, so he runs to Annie, and Annie's Annie's really cute because she's like she's like I don't I don't read his mail like I'm not yeah. gonna read his mail but you've already read it so you can tell me you know like that's her <laughs> loophole or whatever which is really funny um so he so he tells her what what's in the letter whatever and they are furious they're fuming that their kid 
got married and like ran off and got married. And mind you, I mean, we know Heather, right? Heather, she was introduced a couple episodes back, like in season one, right? Mm-hmm. Um, she's the deaf girl. <laughs> um, and like, we know that she goes to school like on the East Coast or whatever. So it's like long distance. Um, so Eric and Annie are just like fuming that he went and got married, but they can't come out and say it. Because then it'd be like they read his letter. Yeah. Or, well, or oh no, because then Matt goes, right? Matt Matt's, Matt has to leave the house because he's going to go pick up his friend yeah. who has to pick up his car, but it's like two hours away or whatever. Mm-hmm. So Matt's like out of the house when they find this letter. And now he's not going to be back for another four or whatever hours. Four hours, yeah. So they're just like stewing with this information, you know? And, and they decide to call Heather's mom. Right. And invite and her invite over, her over. For, like, coffee or whatever. Yeah. Oh, actually, doesn't she call anyway? And then that's when they're like, "Oh, invite her over, so that we can talk to her." Oh, that maybe I'm wrong. Remember. It doesn't really even but matter. But long story short, they invite her over to talk to her, and mm-hmm. they don't tell her anything over the phone, um, assuming that she doesn't know. Yeah. You know, and she's like, she's basically speaking well of Matt, saying, "Oh, he's such a great guy." He's learning sign language. And he's really good for Heather. Like, Heather's mm-hmm. coming out of her shell. Yep. Like, she's really great. Um, and then and then Annie and Eric tell her that they found this letter and what it said. And now they're all fuming. They're all furious. Yeah. And they're, like, pacing. And they can't handle themselves. It, I find it funny also. It's she, hilarious. Yeah, because Heather's mom basically... I Okay, she kind of puts the blame on Matt. And she goes... She's like, hey. I can't believe your son married my daughter. Yeah. <laughs> and she's just like, don't put it all on Matt. It takes two to get married. Yeah. Yeah. Like These two made this decision together, you know. It's, it's, it's great. It's so funny. And what's, what's even better is like when Matt comes home and they like immediately pounce on him. And he like looks at the letter. He's like, this is a joke. <laughs> like, but obviously. On, like, even before then. So when... When Simon and Ruthie read the letter, right, and they and they see what it's all about, and Mary catches them, mm-hmm. and like, uh, what is it? Um, okay, so they find out that Matt is basically saying, "I love you" to Heather, right? Cause, no, yeah, because they because Mary catches them when they read the actual real letter, yeah, the first letter, yeah, and um, and she's like, "What are you guys doing?" And then whatever, Matt, they find out that Matt said, "I love you." And then Mary gets it in her head where she's going to ask her parents. Great segue, by the way. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Was it? No, go ahead. Well, I mean, are you not segueing into Mary's storyline well, right now? Yeah. Kind okay. Of. And also, I just have a random question. Yeah, yeah. Which you probably won't have an answer to. I don't think we ever will. Um, so, so Mary goes and asks her parents, like, when did you and dad say I love you to each other? Or she mm. even says, like, when did dad tell you he loves you? Right. And she talks about the meal that she made him, apparently. Didn't she talk about, like, a chicken? No, she just immediately says something like... Oh, she said the roast like, chicken thing to her. Yeah, Lucy, that's, that's but separate. But the same episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. But when, when Mary asks, you can tell Annie's, like, wheel starts spinning. Yeah. And she knows that she needs to, like, pat it. Like, she knows she has to say, like... Like, not for a couple years, you know, like, but clearly she's fudging that a little bit, you know? I just find that so weird. And then whenever Eric, 
walks in and then she asks the same question of her dad. Yeah. And he said, not until after we were married. I'm like, what the hell is going on with this family? Well, I think, okay, so we, and we need to talk about this because I have some opinions about this whole thing. Yeah. But so to your point or to the, to, to transition to Mary, like, um, Mary gets it in her head, this whole idea of like couples saying, I love you to each other or whatever, um, because of this letter that Matt's writing to Heather. Mm-hmm. And she she sees that and she starts tripping because she's like, well, Wilson and I got together the same time that um, that Matt and Heather got together. Mm-hmm. So we've been dating for the same amount of time and he's saying I love you. Yeah. And so she gets this in her head that like it's time for me and Wilson to say I love yeah. you to each other too. Um, and right off the bat, you hear that. And, and I read that like like that just means that she has no idea what love is. Right. No, no, like that's completely like, you know, you hear that and, and, and me hearing that I'm like, Lucy, Mary has zero clue what love is obviously. Mm-hmm. Okay. So this is not going to be good. This is not going to play itself out very yeah. well. Um, so she starts like making these like, sk- like she's like starts scheming and like, like putting all this stuff together to like get her and Wilson together to like go on a date or whatever. And she's going to get him to say that he loves her. Yeah. We need to talk. And of course, he's like, oh, that's never a good good thing. She goes, she goes, oh, and then like he was feeding Wilson or something or Billy. Right. And she's like, you really love him, don't you? And he's like, yeah, like that's what what are you doing, Mary? That's his son. No shit. He really loves him. Like what? Like, like, you know, she's she's playing this game. Not well. Mm -hmm. And it's totally like you could tell it's like not going to it's going to totally backfire on her or whatever. And she she says it twice. You really love him, don't you? Well, of yeah. Yeah. Because but but she's but she thinks that she's being slick and like implanting the thought of like love in his head or whatever. Yeah. And he's not an idiot. Like he's yeah, like he's three times not. more mature than she is, so he knows exactly what's going on and he's not going to say it because he's not there yet, you know. He mm-hmm. doesn't I'm not going to say he doesn't feel love for her, but he knows what comes with that statement yeah. and he's not going to say it. However, he says that saying I love you is like a real commitment and like if we're not ready to make that commitment we shouldn't be saying I love you discuss (laughs) do you agree discuss um yeah (laughs) it just felt like an old man speaking from a teenage body and it doesn't make sense like an old man with like old school mentalities but I, see, I mean, but see, I completely disagree with the sentiment. Yeah, I disagree that saying "I love you" to somebody that you're dating, mm-hmm. even if it's just been a couple months or whatever, like I, it doesn't matter. Is my point? Like my point is like there, there's nothing like love is is irrespective of commitment and time. So do you, you know think, what I mean? Well, then clearly they just because put, like, because some, Lucy like, because Lucy loved Jimmy, loves still maybe Jimmy, you know, and she was much younger than Mary and only met him a day before she loved him. Yeah, and because love is love, like like you know, like when you feel love, why should you be like it's too soon to say it? Uh, you know. 
And you know what's really funny is I was just watching, I never watched the show when it was like airing, but I was like perusing HBO yesterday and Vice Principals like has been on my mind as like mm, a funny thing yeah, to watch yeah. or whatever. And it, it, this I didn't make this connection until just a second. So bear with me as I waddle my way through it. But like okay. um, Danny McBride's character, right? He's like the main guy. Mm-hmm. Um He's like hooking up with one of the teachers, but he doesn't really like her because he likes this other teacher. But she, but this one's giving him attention, so he's like fucking her or whatever. And, um, and she like blows him. And then, and then he's like, he's like, you shouldn't tell anybody about this because this isn't real and it's not good and it's like bad or whatever, right? Okay. And she's like, I just finished blowing you. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? And she's like, so in love with him and like, she keeps trying to kiss him and stuff. And he's like, this is not gonna go anywhere. Like, I don't care about you. And like, like, tur- like, like, turns to leave and like goes, I love you. <laughs> like, walks out. And she's like, what the fuck? He's like, he's like, I'm just like not afraid to say that. <laughs> so great it's so great because it's it shouldn't be that way or it should be that way i guess is what i'm trying to say he's like 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 he just shat on her and then was like like this isn't gonna happen i love you bye (laughs) like because he's not afraid to say i love you like it's so great i love it i love that so much and it's so appropriate because like or to this because I I disagree with 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 Wilson's premise like I, why if he feels it just because he's not ready to like marry Mary right now like yeah. doesn't mean he can't say I love you you know what I mean and 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 also Annie and Eric's thing too it's like it's like why do you have to like fudge it like yeah why did you have to lie like about why do you have it? to lie after we were married come on yeah. really no, like that's the part that I like, found very weird it's it's a weird um message to send about saying saying i love you in a romantic context like it just created like um some false truths yeah that's the best way to put it it just created this this bullshit yeah for them to it's a weird it's a weird line that they're walking because because in their family they're always saying i love you like i love yous are free-flowing like love is love and love is great and whatever you know but god forbid in a romantic context you feel love too soon you know what's that about i i don't know that's weird i didn't like that and i didn't like that they they felt like they had to lie about it and then annie congratulated eric on this well Er- that was Annie and Eric bonding over the fact that they were on the same page about li- like about like padding the time I think I, I, yeah. because it was unspoken and Annie had to like give him signals you know and he got it and then it worked and so they were but, like, like cool again, I just yeah I, but, but again, I disagree I just, with their with their thought about it but it was cute that they were like you got me cool you know <laughs> couples but whatever. Anyhow, I, yeah, I this stupid that, couples. Yes, said by a couple single ladies over here. Single ladies. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's just I don't know. It, it that whole thing bothered me. How she's trying to get. Um, she's oh my god. How she's trying so to get bad. him to say I love you, and it was just very annoying and cheesy. You really love him, don't you? I don't know. I think if you were to have a kid, I would hope you'd love the kid too. Yes, yeah, you know seriously. What I'm it's just it was, it's bad. And and and. Uh, yeah, I'd, again, I didn't care for her story. Yeah, and I and I feel like it's not Mary. Like Mary for me represents like the strong female archetype, you know? Like mm-hmm. she's very independent and strong and doesn't need a man and, you know, like yeah. she controls who she dates and, you know, like yeah. when and how that goes and stuff. And so for her to be like this like slave, if you will, to um 
like love and shit it's like it's like no like batting her eyelashes and being all weird about it it's like that's not you and being all conniving too that was the worst part when she and lucy and Lori are like talking about like what are you gonna say what are you gonna do but to even hear simon simon even throws it in her face going like what are you just upset that matt said it to heather and before spirit animal simon speaking truth to power yeah before um what was his name again wilson yeah, I always want to say um, Andrew because <laughs> guess that's his real name. Yeah. <laughs> and so, yeah, oh, so hi, just... Julie. We have a dog in the studio with us today, guys, and, and, and she, she's so cute. No, she does. And she's getting all attention. trippy in our wires. <laughs> yeah. Hi. hi. <laughs> if yeah, you can hear cute. panting in the background, that's her. <laughs> she, she freaked out when I brought the mic. To oh her. no. Oh, okay. There she is. <laughs> <laughs> you want to say hi? Say hi to our listeners. If she, if she were to bark that, she's funny. so cute. But um, hi, I know, I know. Seventh Heaven's crazy, right? Yeah. I know, totally. Oh no, don't go in there. <laughs> um, I love you, Julie. <laughs> she's like a smaller version of Happy. Oh my God, yeah, she does look like a small version of Happy, all white and fluffy. Um. So, okay. So we found it weird that Mary was being conniving yeah. and Simon threw it in her I face, vented which now. was awesome. I vented now. You know, no, Simon totally, like, calls it yeah. and is like, you're just jealous. You're just jealous that Matt's there yeah. and you're not. And then Wilson, okay, so when Wilson and Mary are having that conversation right. about saying I love you or whatever, um, Wilson leaves. Right. Yeah, he gets like a page or whatever because yeah. because his parents are watching Billy, yeah. so like he has to go. Yeah, so he leaves. and then that that's when Matt shows up, right? Well, yeah, Matt was just there. He <laughs> lied to his parents so he can just be out for a couple hours right. and not have to deal with this. Anything. Is this is before he knows that they know about the letter yeah. and stuff? So he's just killing time. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. So he takes her home. Yeah, he takes her home, but they start yeah having- talk. Yeah. But that talk kind of threw me off because the way he made it sound was as if uh, they are married. Like in this weird conversation. It, I don't know Wait, are you it. talking about after when they're home? No. Or at the bar? At the bar. So at the bar. And it makes more sense, obviously, whenever they come home and they talk about it again. You're like, oh, okay. okay. I, have, I, ha- I think I have the clip. Play. Let's play it. Play it. Yeah, should we play it? No, play it. Okay. So how'd you know I told Heather I love her? Simon and Ruthie were reading your mail. I caught them and I told them to stop, but Simon told me about the I love you. I wasn't snooping, I swear. No, I'm, I'm well aware of who's snooping. <sighs> so did you mean it? Do you really love her? Yeah. Yeah, I do. Have you ever said that to any other girl? Um, nope. Nope, this is the first one. It's going to be the last one. Wow. You know, Wilson thinks that saying I love you is some kind of commitment. Well, it is. What kind of commitment? Like a marriage commitment? You'd marry her? Yeah. Really? Yeah, I've been dying to tell someone this all night. Oh my god matt's face when he's like when he's like i've been dying to tell someone this all night it kills me he's so cute and so happy and like in love 
Um, but see again, more problematic shit about love, like mm-hmm. marriage commitment. Uh, no, okay, yeah. like love is love. <laughs> like, yeah. like you can feel love and not know if you're gonna marry someone. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. come on. It, it's it. That's oh, the part that wrong, got Jules? really annoying. Yeah, that's the part that got it's really rough. annoying. And I'm like, what kind of like ideals or false ideals are you putting into like? your viewers yeah totally it's a total like like um like forcing an ideology type of thing going on yeah it's a i don't know it was was too much and again pretty irresponsible of what they were doing but anyhow no i i completely agree i like that term it it is irresponsible on Mm -hmm. the show's part you know to to say those things i think but i i don't know do you wonder like I, i wonder um like indicative of the time was that like a 90s mentality i don't know I, it's hard to say for us yeah because we were super young yeah but you know i like was teen pregnancy like a real big deal back then like in terms of like rampant like I think high so. numbers mm-hmm. you know Maybe because maybe, maybe like the culture was like stressing like love equals marriage equals babies, you know, like don't do it too soon. Don't do it. You know, don't get caught in the trap or whatever. I don't know. I, I seriously wonder what sex ed videos are like now. Mm. I really wonder. What I don't even like think now. they exist in the way that we think about them anymore. Because they're they're They are over the top. Re- stupid, ridiculous acting. I don't think anyone's watching sex ed videos like that anymore. I think sex ed is now like, this is an egg, this is a sperm, you know, like, this is a menstrual cycle kind of thing. Okay, so if that's the case, then in the 90s, this is all we had. What, Seventh Heaven? Or like those cheesy videos, you mean? Yeah. Even they show you how to have a conversation about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How to handle the situation. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And I mean, I think they would be fun to watch because they're really funny. (laughs) I agree. In the worst way, but you know what I. Like, I think that conversation is, it's a really good propaganda. <laughs> it's just really good propaganda. And it's a really you good mean sex this conversation video. between Matt and Mary just now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it's a very good sex ed video. I, I, who's that? But it's also just really, really cute. No, um, it's really cute. That Matt he, moments. That, yeah. The I'm Matt just going to adjust your, like, sh- shove that in if you can. <laughs> watch yourself (laughs) i just realized that out of context what we were just talking about and what i just said is hilarious Um, we're dealing with technical issues folks (laughs) um sorry please finish your thought i don't know what it was about propaganda and mary and matt well yeah i just felt like that conversation just mirrors what those sex ed videos were interesting interesting like you know how they really um you know beat your head over so with the whole dare thing i think that i just made a i well not just but i think that i made a sort of false equivalency earlier when i talked about teen pregnancy because no one's talking about having sex in this episode you know it's not about sex i think i just went there in terms of like the culture and like why we're pressing this type of ideology about love and stuff well Um, and this was by the way um I mean, it's weird, but okay. Let's just look at pop culture in general. Sure. Okay. I'm looking at it now. Thank you. (laughs) But when Britney Spears came out, right? Oh God. She was 16. Dude, my mom totally called her celebrity, by the way. Anyway, that's a story for a different day. But you know, when she came out, she was 16. 
do you remember that idea like she's a good girl and the moment she did that oops i did it again and that was in at the mtv awards when she takes off her clothes what was her first single it was oops right where she's in a schoolgirl outfit um no Oh, that was Baby One More Time. There you go. Thank but you. she was already a sex pot from Baby One More from Time. In the schoolgirl yes. and the pigtails and the midriff and the yeah, tits. Yeah. So she was already doing that. However, it just went up the like it just went up the wazoo when she did Oops I Did It Again at mm-hmm. MTV where she was wearing a suit and she wore like this nude bodysuit kind of thing. That wasn't oops. That was way later, dude. No, that no, was no. like toxic or something. No, no, no. But she did. That was oops. I did it again. Oh, at MTV, she okay. did that. She did that number for it. Okay. Now here's the thing. Everyone was fixated on this girl's virginity. The media was. Well, because that was her image. But though. that's what I'm saying. If if the, okay, so if that's the image in early 2000s, early or late 90s right. early 2000s right. i am not surprised by this conversation in yeah this yeah show. yeah yeah because the image was all about like like i'm a virgin no matter what i'm showing i'm a virgin yeah yeah you get what i'm saying so like but what okay but what does that have to do with this though it has nothing to do with it but <laughs> i'm not surprised that the show would i see do you get what i'm saying i see i see like the the pressure that i don't know what 90s culture was for teens because i was we were too young. We were too young to Eight, really nine? get in that mindset of a fourteen-year-old yeah. girl. Yeah. You so know? I, I mean, I can't. I, yeah. I, I don't. Know I mean, we were prepubescent. <laughs> but I, I feel like, I feel like just, this just makes sense. It makes sense that this conversation just sounds so naive, and but also very sweet in some. In yeah, some very saccharine, especially at the end when Matt's like can't contain himself with yeah. his love for Heather, which yeah. is fucking so, adorable. So I can't help but feel it all makes sense. 90s culture, I guess you can say. Very weird. I'm with you. I get it. So, okay. So that's the love or the problematic love story of Mary. Uh, I think that, I mean, that's it, huh? We hit it. Yeah. We did it with minimal tangents. I mean, we're really under this episode. (laughs) (laughs) What can we talk about for 20 minutes? No, I'm kidding. Our listeners are like, wow, finally an episode where we didn't talk about cruise ships for an hour and a half. Well, let's talk about I love you. How did you say? No, I'm kidding. No, no, no. We're not. I love you. I think before we t- before we recorded this episode, we were joking that like we should just pepper "I love you" every every other word, you know. Like, no. I love you. I love you. I honestly love you. <laughs> um, I love you too, Julie. Don't look into my eyes that way. Oh, she's so cute. What do you want? She's mesmerized by that blue light. I bet. <laughs> <laughs> I just see your She's eyes so cute. The blue light going, hmm? <laughs> okay, we're um, talking a bit. So, who did you relate to in this episode? Nobody at all. Not even like any. I mean, nothing. I mean, I don't know why I'm so incredulous about that. That's fair. <laughs> I, I don't know if I've ever. Well, I know I've never manipulated into so, tell, making someone sure I love you. Um, I mean. Okay, I, I'm sure we've all been like giddy, like Matt, when it's like when someone likes you, like, oh, did they call me? Did they not? Oh my god, I like them. Like that. that oh my god, scene. we didn't even talk about like that whole ending scene. So okay, so we need to talk because I I loved it. Did you like this whole the the Mary and the Eric thing? Mm-hmm. And I thought that was really cute and clever. So. Okay. 
So, um, so Matt comes home. They 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 confront him about this letter. Yeah. He tells them it's a fake because of the snooping, whatever. Mm-hmm. Everyone's like relieved, um, and take him at face value. Like, phew, yeah. <laughs> crisis avoided. You know, um, but Mary is like listening to this conversation, mm-hmm. even though it's supposed to be private between the parents and and Matt. Um, so like Mary's listening and. You know, Matt says something to the effect of like he's not even thinking about marriage, like that's crazy in the future, whatever. And then Mary confronts him, like you know, you just lied to the parents, like you you told me, like you are thinking marriage, you are into that, whatever. And he's like, he's like, yeah, but they don't have to know everything, you know. He's like, he like, so he tells Mary, like, oh, I just I just told him that to get them off my back or whatever. So then they head up, and then. Matt and then and then Eric and Annie come into the scene and they're like we'll just pretend we didn't hear that just now yeah and then Matt because doesn't Matt follow it up with like it was like I know they were listening yeah (laughs) so like everyone's just like playing each other in this this little scene everyone's acting it's really great I I thought it was cute um and like kind of like a nice way to like end the episode <laughs> or yeah. i guess it didn't end this way because it ended with the lori and the, her mom thing but oh yeah it was a cute way to like wrap up the mat drama with the most important love yeah mother and daughter familial unconditional one might say you know i was thinking about unconditional love the other day mm-hmm. um is a child's love for their parent unconditional what's wrong julie <laughs> she, just wants my she wants unconditional love right yeah, now she oh. sorry um, is a child's love for their parent unconditional um okay well there's that one really 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 silly but one of my favorite movies um french kiss never seen it are you surprised <laughs> okay, what so have i seen it's, it's definitely one of my favorites um and there's a part where Meg Ryan looks over to Kevin Klein and they're on the plane and she, um and she goes, "Do you believe the kind of love that lasts forever?" Mm. And then he goes, "Uh, I loved my mother." It's <laughs> like very fake French heavy accent. <laughs> and then she goes, "No, no, no. That's not the question. Everybody that hates their mother loves their mother." Mm. It, like you, and she just says that line like she just throws it in there before she asks her next question. Um and I want to say that even though you you you're I don't know even the meanest mother or father out there there's a part of you that like it's just connected it's like your heartstrings yeah Yeah. you know um yeah I I think it's there like or or what is it whenever they say like um I don't care how old I am but when I hear my parents say I'm proud of you it still feels good you Mm, know what I'm saying mm. like yeah no I but see like that I feel like is conditioning mm. as opposed to a biological imperative yeah. because we're conditioned yeah. because our parents are our parents. Yeah. So when they say that they're proud of you, it means more than like if Joe Schmo says I'm proud of yeah. you, you know? Um, but I, w- I don't know. I was just thinking about it because, because it's similar to like, like a dog, right? With its, with its owner, you know, or like its parent, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, like the dog loves you. Like as long as you yeah feed it mm-hmm. or whatever, like it loves you. Well, yeah, I I guess the best way to no ma- okay. So 
if you were to have a, I mean, these are, this is what I think. I, I don't know if there's any truth to it, but this is what, this is what I believe right now. Mm-hmm. If I were to have a kid and, and if I don't show that kid unconditional love, how would they know what that is? Mm. I'm their first example. Interesting. I mean, right. Aren't I their first example or their first teacher? I mean, I don't I don't know the answer to that question, but I'm, I'm pondering just, like, it, and I and it's and I'm like, yeah, interesting. You know, like, that's an interesting thought to cause, have because I feel like, uh, I mean, I uh, I don't know if if I'm but, right or if I'm wrong, but but if, I also I, know though that like your love for your child, whether or not you act on that, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I, I.e., being a bad parent, right? Mm-hmm. Like whatever we whatever that is, like whether or not you act on that love. The parent, I mean, the love that a parent has for a child is unconditional. Yeah. By just biologically, the imperative is like, that is my offspring. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I love it. Yeah. <laughs> Bottom line, mm-hmm. above all anything else. Um, so that, I think, to your point, like, doesn't, I don't know if that necessarily informs the way that you act on it. Yeah. Because it's the way that you act on that unconditional love that you're teaching. Mm-hmm. That it's the cycle, right? That yeah. gets because because even grandma, right? Lori's grandma mm-hmm. unconditionally loves her kid. That's why she's not I mean that's why she's there. Yeah. <laughs> that's why when the dad leaves, right? When her yeah. husband ditches or whatever, like she stays. And she says the things that she says because she thinks like it's it's going to make her better and stronger or whatever. I'm making that up because we don't actually know that, but whatever. I'm giving her a narrative now. Mm-hmm. But so so the love is unconditional, but she's acting on it poorly. And that's what she's taught her daughter yeah. who is teaching that to her daughter. Mm-hmm. You know, although the love is unconditional. Yeah. I don't know. It's interesting. It's I mean, a- you can, the thing is, it's like, I don't know if there's a right or wrong uh, with these with these kind of questions because uh, yeah, I think it's just perspective or experience. That's the only way you can answer right. it. I just I don't know. Going back to like my original thought, which was like like okay, I'm you're my mom or whatever, mm-hmm. and like I'm gonna love you because you're the person who's taking care of me. Mm-hmm. Okay, perfect example. Mm-hmm. Children who are put up for adoption as babies mm-hmm. and get raised by somebody who's not their biological parent. You grow up with your bio- with your adoptive parents. Yeah. You love them. They're the ones who are giving you love. Yeah. They're the ones who are feeding you and sheltering you and teaching you and yeah. showing you that love. You love them unconditionally, even yeah. though they're not your biological parent. Yeah. Your biological parent is Joe Schmo. I don't even know who that person is yeah. from Adam. Mm-hmm. I don't have love for that person. So see, it's interesting. It's in, it's, yeah. I don't know that it like, I don't know that it's a two way street. Know if you can say that I don't have love for that I, person, but, but if you don't know them, but there's, but I but get there it. Is I get that it. Need or that hunger to go <sighs> and sneaky. find them. Sneaky. But, but that's also, not always though. That's a total Hollywood thing. I, I guarantee know. that no, there's billions of adoptive kids who could care less with their biological probably, parents. But are. I think there's a part of you that wants to know your roots. But I feel like that's a Hollywood contrivance. We, I don't know. you know how you know how I've there's like the at trope statistics and here and there because I was really? actually interested about because someone we were we were having a conversation about this and we were talking about she she just said I don't know if I even want kids 
they said well there's nothing wrong with not wanting to have kids right and then um and and then she and then i was like or if you ever feel like it you can always adopt a kid i said because there's a lot of children out in the world that need a family if you never want to have your own there's nothing wrong with that either and then she goes yeah she's like but then they she goes you you take care of that child and you really love them and you and you brought them into your home because you want a child and for some crazy cosmic reason you had a connection with that one and then for some reason they still need to find their their roots <laughs> and, and do we have a visitor i don't know okay we're gonna pause and we're back. Um, when we were so the idea of like you, you, you adopt this kid, you love it, you, sh- you give it everything, but then they still have that wanderlust of like, where do they come from? Maybe that. And also, I think it's very hard to neglect that emotion of abandonment or that feeling of abandonment because I hmm. think that's already part of you you think it's ingrained even though it's even though it was at such an early child moment like before you were like really even cognizant of it well it depends on when that child is adopted true but i'm saying so ideal circumstances if that's even a thing right is like somebody gives birth to a kid doesn't want it immediately puts it up for adoption Mm -hmm. or it's already pre-adopted before it's born right so the person who's right like like for all intents and purposes that child is raised by mm-hmm. and knows only adoptive parents. Yeah. Do you think in now in those instances too, like um, there's that sense of abandonment for that child? No, now that's getting way specific. And I well, I mean, I know. I mean, I mean, this is really just like a thought experiment yeah, this at this is, point. Like, this we don't have to answer any questions, yeah, really. But, but I think that's getting really specific. But I also think that. I, I would hope that kid would never feel abandonment then. Well, yeah, and, that, and and my thought it probably wouldn't exist. My it, thought is that it doesn't, and yeah. and I think and I think that it's again, it's a real for I feel I, I could be wrong because I don't know actually any adoptive uh, adopted people in my life. Like I don't yeah. know of them. I mean, these so are all I can't guesses. even speak right. But I would imagine, based on my own limited view of this world or whatever, mm-hmm. that. That it's not necessarily true that just because you were adopted, like, you have this sense of, like, gotta go find my people. Because imagine, like, what if you never even knew you were adopted? We hear those stories all the time, too. People go their whole lives never knowing. And then they find out, like, when they're 40 or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, like, so, so am I to believe or are we saying that like for 40 years they were like something's weird <laughs> like no way man you know i i mean i i have no way of knowing any of that yeah. stuff. but i mean i w- like this is a fun conversation yeah because it makes you like all I, and I so just, all of this I to say all of this to say my thesis being like i don't think that a child's love for their parent mm-hmm. is necessarily unconditional the way that a parent's love for their child is unconditional yeah i just i don't i don't think so and i think the evidence sort of points to that mm-hmm. you know that was my only th- that was my whole point like I, I my whole b- 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 yeah. thing of bringing this up was just because i had that thought is i was thinking about dogs and i was thinking about children and their parents and stuff and i was like that's it you know it's just i thought about it i don't know i mean 
I, yeah. Okay. I hear you. Because, right? Because if you don't feed a dog, mm-hmm. then it doesn't care about you. Like, you need to feed that dog and give it attention, like, love it and stuff. But I swear, neglect that thing for a couple of days and then go back to... and. But but only if you've pre-shown it love and attention. Yeah. Like, like, a dog just doesn't come out of nowhere and go, like, I like you, whether or not you feed me. You know what I mean? Like... Like, I like but it. I agree that that once a dog knows you and mm-hmm. like loves you, it's hard for it to not love you, yeah. even if you neglect it and treat it poorly mm-hmm. and stuff. Um, but see, again, like children, right? Like, like what we were saying was like, like, like my parents are shitty, but I love them. Like your heartstrings, mm-hmm. you know? Like, I don't know. It's interesting. So, are dogs humans? No. <laughs> But they are when they look into your eyes, man. Oh my god! Oh my god! It's so trippy sometimes. Like when you can just feel that soul connection. Yeah, and then the best is whenever they they look at you, and then you're like, "Are you gonna give me that?" Like you know, you do that turn with your head, and you look at me like, "Mm." "Oh god!" When the in the ears kind of prick up. Oh my god! Forget it. Putty in my hands. It happens. You're like, "There it is." Or putty in their hands. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I know. Or when they whine. When they go, like, I don't know, they just keep whining. I guess. I mean, I've never had dogs, Mm -hmm. so I don't really respond to that particular noise because I just sort of... It just makes me laugh because, like, that's their way of, like, literally trying to get your attention. I've heard German shepherds... Yeah, it's like a baby crying. When they're, like, outside and you happen to be inside doing something and I hear them whine, I'm like, bro, I'm only in here. I'm coming yeah, back out. Yeah, so, Like, you can see me. I'm right here. Yeah. So, I think yeah. that, that stuff I find really cute and really, really funny. I could tell a billion stories about my cousin's dog, Whiskey. He's a Siberian Husky. And he's just the sweetest little... I mean, I say little. He's a puppy. I think he's, like, two or whatever years Does old. Does he whine? I've never heard him whine, Have you heard but I've heard whine, him, but I've heard him like do that, like real guttural, like howl noise oh. where it's not, it's not coming out of his mouth, but it's like, he's definitely like making that howl, but it's like staying in his throat, you know? And it's like, it's amazing. Cause this dog is huge. I mean, when he stands up like on his hind legs, he's like six foot tall. It's ridiculous mm. how big this dog is, but he's a puppy. Like he's a, you know, he's very young and He's just like, he's the cutest. I mean, he's amazing. He's, he has such a spirit and like, he loves to play and he'll, and he's very like intelligent in the way that like he communicates Mm -hmm. with us, you know, like the way like he's able to like get his message across. Like it's just, yeah, it's pretty amazing. Okay. Everybody just, um, when you get the opportunity, just YouTube videos on Huskies whining. Oh, it's so funny. It always makes me laugh. Or when, um, or goats yelling. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Goats yelling is funny. Those are, those are good. <laughs> but when huskies whine, it's just, it's funny. And every time someone's like, I want a husky, I'm like, really, do you? And then I play that. <laughs> yeah, it's good stuff. So I think, <laughs> to bring it back, um, for me, weirdly i'm gonna say that i kind of sort of related to mary in this uh with caveats <laughs> like i have to be very careful how i say this because i i don't want to give the impression to our listeners or anybody that like i've ever 
felt like so desperate to say I love you to somebody or like or like manipulated a situation to try to get somebody to say that they love me back or whatever. Yeah. Like certainly never done that. Frankly, never really been even in a position where that's like an option, you know, Uh Um, but definitely I, I, I think have felt maybe that that like itch you know like Mm -hmm. that maybe mary seems to be feeling because she's young right like we i keep forgetting that she's only 14 so she has very like idealized sort of like um like rose-colored views about the world and love and boys and stuff you know in many ways she's very strong and independent and fierce but in many other ways she's just a girl you know um so like i forgot where i was going with that but so like for me, I think like I, I it sort of resonated in the sense of like, uh, you know, uh, I can't I'm, I can't find my words. I don't know what's going on with me right now. But I, I, I was watching her and I was like seeing her struggle through this awkward encounter with Wilson and like kind of like hinting at things but not being able to say the words herself until mm-hmm. he said them to her. And and I found myself in that almost like um not ever like like it, like it never actually happened to me in the real life but i could have but i was able to like put my 14 year old self in those shoes yeah and feel those feelings you know mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. so in that way i resonated or that 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 related okay. or i related to that um but yeah i get that shall we rate the episode hmm <laughs> I'll go first. Okay. Um I'm going to give this episode a 6 out of 10. Okay. Yeah. For a quick second when you're like I'm going to give this episode a I was like is she giving it an 8? <laughs> no, 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 no. I I was think I was toying with the idea of giving it a 7, but I think that's too high because there is definitely like this is not a 7 episode like yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean it was okay. Six, yeah, yeah. I, uh, I six is good because like it was pretty funny. So it, it wasn't bad. Like by by seventh heaven standards, it certainly yeah. wasn't their worst episode. No, it wasn't. But and I really loved Matt. I have to say, I really loved Matt in this episode. Aww. I loved that he was able to like play with them and like leave that sh- that stupid letter. I love that he was so excited about loving Heather. Mm-hmm. If anything, he was he was really smart in this episode he's like okay i'm gonna play with these i'm gonna mess with these kids yeah i'm gonna tell my parents i need to go pick up my friend's car that's i'm not gonna tell them how far away it is until they say yes okay thank you because it's two hours away yeah which he, he lied about the distance oh, yeah he no he didn't even go no he went no he didn't he said i'm buying myself some time and just getting a, getting away for i a few think hours. he lied about the distance so that he would give himself more time i think he did have to do what he said he did I don't have to do no, do you need? To uh, maybe I read that. Maybe I misread that whole scene. Do we need to I'll give it. it? To, no, I'll give it to you. I'll, I I believe you. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. Uh, but I just felt like he was the mas- the puppet master, mm. in, in which episode. is is a nice color to see on Matt. Yeah, because because so often he's like getting himself into trouble or like being an idiot, you know. Which is happening probably in the next few episodes. Yeah, maybe. and. Like, so often, like, 
That's what they do. He just Matt. makes bad decisions and shit, you yeah. know. And he's like constantly getting in trouble with his dad, and they're all yelling all the shit. So it's nice to see this side of him where he's like good, you know, or like things are good. <laughs> yeah, but I think that's what they've done with Matt. Like, there's this, there's this formula with him. Hmm. Like bad, 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 good, bad, bad, bad. Yeah. I, Interesting. I don't know. I feel like that's what I've been seeing. Maybe. But I haven't knows? thought about it. But who knows? Things might change. Yeah, they just might take a turn. I, I again, I I know I keep saying this like every other episode or whatever, but I'm really excited to see them get older. Like I I, I really want to see them and their stories in, grow. With yeah, them. like as they as they mature, mm-hmm. you know. Because like, whatever, ten year old Simon's I, like whatever, you know. Yeah, and five year old Ruthie's like okay, whatever. <laughs> but Lucy's been the same. Yeah, but she's only aged six months since we've met her. But like, oh, okay, but Mary has been fourteen. Oh, I see what you're saying. They, well, I guess Mary's fifteen now. I guess I like unspoken, but she has to be. We've known her for at least a year already. Yeah. So that's true. I don't know. That's so <laughs> weird. Cause, like they haven't declared it, and they keep saying Matt's seventeen. They're not saying Matt's eighteen. Is that true? Mm-hmm. I guess because then things change. Because he has to remain like yeah. under the thumb of Eric. I guess. And Eric, he can't be quote unquote an adult yet. But no, but you know what though? He started off as a sixteen-year-old, so it makes sense that he'd be seventeen now. Oh, yeah, because yeah. So then- he yeah because Lucy started off as twelve, Mary was fourteen, and Matt was sixteen. Okay. Man, talk about keeping busy. Simon was 10. So they kept the two-year gap, and then then I guess maybe Ruthie was a surprise. <laughs> Ruthie must have been a surprise. I'll tell you what, it's not, was definitely a surprise is those twins. <laughs> oh, yeah. They, end up with they have now. to be a surprise. I don't remember now, but a we'll see. A lot of kids, bro. So many kids on a reverend salary. Ugh. Let's not think about it too much. <laughs> I'm not making it realistic. All right. I think we did it. Mm-hmm. Okay. So follow us at all the places. You know what to do. Till next time. Bye. Bye. I love you. Love you.